0: Thank <music> you. And welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. We're here at IMAX America 2019 at the Sands Expo in Las Vegas. And sitting down with Porik uh, Gilligan um, with SITE, uh, the Incentive uh, Society for Incentive Travel Excellence. Uh, thanks for joining us. You're very welcome.
1: Delighted to be here, Tyler.
0: And uh, Porik is the Chief Marketing Officer at SITE uh, with some big news they're getting ready to release here. Um, the uh, annual Incentive Travel Industry Index right?
1: We are indeed, yes. So uh, the Incentive Travel Industry Index is a joint venture between SITE, FICP and the IRF, so three associations or organisations within the business events industry with a specific focus on incentive travel and um, last year we got together for the first time and created a pan-industry survey specifically on the incentive travel area. Uh, We had a great response globally with over a thousand uh, responses and submissions and this year we're absolutely thrilled to announce that we've had 2600 submissions from all over the world from over 100 countries in the world all kind of answering questions pertinent to incentive travel its nature its purpose and its direction
0: yeah and that's a very good sample size I must be very happy with that
1: we are yeah we 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 got out and we 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 we, we bet the bushes as we say yeah, and right. uh, we we got a great response and um, a lot of uh, our north american community uh, came out and uh, supported the survey but uh, you a know, hundred different countries from around the world, we've got responses from tiny countries, some very large countries, a huge response from Germany, for example, huge response from Russia, a huge response from Thailand. So we believe we have a really, really valid picture of where incentive travel is in 2019 and where it's going for the next number of years. Yeah, what were some of the uh, most important findings that uh, you discovered? So spending is up, which obviously everybody in the, uh, in the channel is always very happy to hear. Um, particularly for hotels, the hotel um, percentage of the overall spend has increased quite significantly. I think most of us know that as well. Hotels have uh, have been kind of um, capturing a bigger share of the uh, of the spend, and are now the number one. Um, recipient of incentive travel spend, even more so than the airlines. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the, the the takeaways that we're going to be talking about here here today. But perhaps the biggest takeaway is not a uh, a hard dollars takeaway at all. It's a soft power takeaway. Uh-huh. It's uh, to do with the very very clear centrality of um, soft power issues like company culture, relationship building connections, engagement and so on that are coming out more and more as being the objective of incentive travel experiences that corporations are actually organizing.
0: And I'm sure with your organization and everyone that works in that segment, that's a that's a good takeaway because, I mean, it's kind of you're probably always continually trying to reinforce the message of the kind of the ROI of incentive travel.
1: Yeah. And that ROI is not just a uh, it's not just a hard dollars ROI. I think we've always known that that, yeah. but I think we're not afraid now to talk about the, uh, the other intangible return on objectives that uh, are part and parcel of the incentive travel um, uh, outcome and uh, I think corporations are clearer that it's certainly going to lead to profitability and better bottom line performance but it's also going to build a better company, it's going to make a happier workforce, it's going to engage a workforce uh, around company culture issues and that is Hugely beneficial to the economy at large. And what are you no- uh,
0: noticing in uh, the kind of the structure of incentive programs? Are there any things that are uh, really kind of popping out in that uh, in that respect?
1: Yeah, it's 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 interesting because there's um you know there's there, there's two tendencies. On the on the one hand, we're seeing a lot of focus on domestic destinations. Okay. And we do know from the research over the years that most incentive travel experiences remain within the source market from which they're contracted that has always been the case um, you know so most North American programs will actually stay in on, on North America so that continues and we're seeing for North American visitors a focus on Canada okay as probably its next neighbor uh, a wonderful destination it's a different country it offers a different cultural experience it offer, offers lots of kind of um new and, and and wonderful destination experiences but it's close to get to but we're also seeing huge kind of uh, uptake in in uh, far flung destinations like uh, New Zealand, Australia, right. you know, they're called out in the survey. Thailand itself, where mm-hmm. SITE had its global conference in January of 2019, has really kind of surged forward as a long-haul destination that North American uh, incentive professionals are actually putting business into. So it's uh, it's very, very interesting. It's both close at home and long-haul. And, uh, of course, at that, uh, that annual event
0: you produced the Bangkok Manifesto, right? And that really spoke to sort of the changing
1: nature of the incentive segment. Um, what are some of the top takeaways from that? Well, I think that the top takeaways from the manifesto are not unlike the top takeaways from the Incentive Travel Industry Index. Mm -hmm. I think what we're finding in the manifesto is certainly a focus on the need for incentive travel programs to... um, you know, to be economically sound and to make sense within the corporations that they're actually taking place but we're also seeing a huge focus on uh, company culture as being an outcome from an incentive travel program. We're seeing lots of aspirational statements as well in the, in, in, in the manifesto around say things like inclusivity and uh, a, a real kind of desire that incentive travel programs would be offered not just specifically to sales people but within the broader kind of uh, remit of the company. So expanding exactly. to other parts of companies absolutely absolutely we're also seeing in the Bang- bangkok manifesto a focus I- on say second and third tier destinations uh, which is really interesting in the context of this over tourism world that we live in um, you know it becomes really important i think even in terms of destination choice that planners of incentive travel programs figure out you know sustainably and you know from a responsibility perspective where should we be bringing business yeah because not all not all business is good business sure and uh, particularly in that kind of context of over tourism where, where, where the tourists have in a way um displaced the citizens Yeah. you know that's not really where we want to be and I think incentive travel with its with its, its focus on authenticity with its focus on on on, on kind of going beyond what is the tried and the tested and the normal i think incentive travel can play a big big role as well in terms of uh, being an antidote yeah. to over tourism and do you think that is uh, maybe
0: part and parcel with uh, the changing demographic and what the recipients of these programs would
1: prefer yeah very definitely you know undoubtedly a millennial generation which is coming through more and more into the workforce is a generation that probably has traveled much more extensively than the previous generations and mm-hmm. um, they're you know they've they've grown up in a, in a, in an era in, a, in an era of the democratisation of travel where yeah. you know low cost airlines allows you get lots of places cheaply and we see that particularly in Europe uh, so certainly that's having a big impact and um, the uh, The focus is really on the experience and creating an experience that's really once-off, that's unique, that's different, that's uh, you know really allowing kind of I think the 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 visitor to experience something of the essence of the destination beyond what they might get as a regular tourist.
0: And how does the so-called sharing economy work into this? I mean, that is a you you have your Airbnb and of course all the disruption just in the travel industry in general. Does that shake out into the incentive segment?
1: I have to be honest and, and say that I don't don't think we've seen any um, models yet of the uh, the sharing economy being front and centre in the in the in the way incentive travel programs are contracted. Yeah. Um. You know most incentive tra- travel programs continue to be contracted in destinations through the uh, the services of a local DMC sure. and that DMC in turn provides you, you know very very efficient services and very um, seamless kind of delivery of those services right, so in yeah. a way there's, there there isn't really the need to look beyond um you know the, the tried and tested or the conventional so it, it hasn't kind of impacted yet on incentive travel to the extent that it has in uh, and other areas of, of, of business events.
0: And, and I know you have to get going here and uh, deliver the uh, the results, but you know we're heading into an election year. Um, everyone is uh, starting to talk about, oh, is there a recession on the way? I, I just heard a an American Express survey that said people are still very optimistic. So uh,
1: what's on sort of your guys' radar about that? Um well, the interesting thing is that, like, Adam Sachs uh, from Oxford Economics will be actually uh, contextualising the results of the Incentive Travel Industry Index um, with such figures, yeah. uh, with the most up-to-date kind of economic metrics and data points and so on from from around the world. And when you look at them on paper, you know, there's, there's, there's uncertainty. There's no doubt about that. But yet the results of the Incentive Travel Industry Index do really point to a kind of a positive future. Uh, we are looking at growth rates of as much as 5% over the, no, the next couple of years nice, yeah. in terms of how people are predicting this is going to outcome. So it's, um, you know, there's still a lot of, 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 of optimism I think within the incentive sector uh, because it empowers companies to do better
0: yeah yeah well great Well, uh, thank you porek for uh, joining us i appreciate it and you're looking very yeah. looking forward to uh seeing the results thank you Soler. and uh thank you for joining us for this meetings today podcast head on over to meetingstoday.com to see a wealth of other podcasts all with industry thought leaders and uh, no matter what you're doing have a great rest of the day thank you